warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our program. Britannia, a very British podcast about very British movies, with just a hint of professionalism. Hi. With guest Scott star, Martin. Tony. <laughs> you are becoming a bit of a guest star, where the hell have you been? <laughs> this was We're your podcast. I'm not going to go into the excuses, no, no, we no, all no. know what it is by now, so no. let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> this was your idea, this podcast. I, I just checked the last time we Skyped, it was December. Oh, and we're now, yeah, but we have seen each other in between. We now. have seen each other in between, but we're now talking March. So, oh, actually, yeah, we did a, we did an episode actually came over, didn't you? So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so it's, I don't feel so bad now. That's fine. That's all right. Special special guest appearance by Tony, um, <laughs> which isn't is the bad thing because you don't listen to your episodes that you're. I, I can't listen to myself talk. But you listen and to some of the others. Due to Steve the ratings and, of some yeah. of the ones I'm on, they can't listen to me oh, talk. Oh, mate, no, I tell you, your ones get the bigger downloads. You know that. <laughs> Honestly. Because people love your choice of movie, Tony. That's what they do. I, I do try. Then it's your choice of movie tonight. It is. Um, what is it? Let's just let the listener know what we're going to be reviewing in, in a little while. It is Carry On Nurse. It's the second sequence of the Carry Ons. We've we've done Carry On Sergeant. So this is number two in the run number of... Number two, 1959. Yeah, in the run of about 30-odd. Um, yes. We need to pick up the pace on this. We're going through these slower than a snail through treacle, mate, aren't we? It's... I, I think we worked it out it was a couple of years' worth, if we, wasn't it? <laughs> well, the rate we're going, we're nearly two years into the podcast. We're looking at 30 years by the time we get to the end. That's it, yeah. That and James Bond, and the Norman Wisdoms, all the other ones that have got lots of um, got some others, yeah. Because um, was it for Christmas? I bought you the Centrinians box set. We, we need to do yes, the Centrinians yeah. box set. We've got to start that. We've not even gone anywhere near that yet. Yeah, have we? We've got the Doctor series that I want to talk to you about with Dirk Bogart and Leslie Phillips and all those guys. Lots of things, but let's get another carry on out the way before. I don't even know if there's a trailer, but before I play a clip or the trailer or whatever, personally, Tony, Carry On Nurse, where does it sit for you in the Carry On series, mate? Um, it sits to me. I describe Carry On Nurse mm. as a. They're sort of just dipping their toes in with comedy on this one, aren't they? They're still finding their feet, you reckon? On yeah, this one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's quite a safe movie. It's a typical 50s British comedy. It hasn't become baldy carry-on yet, although there are some elements about, you know, some of the saucy stuff starting to creep in, which we'll probably talk about. Yeah, there's a, f- there's a few little saucy things, you know. It's a little bit camp. It's a bit risque in some places, but they haven't gone full bore yet, have full, they? Can- they haven't gone on. full bore carry-on camping Not yet. when it all just goes out the window. Not yet. So... With regard to the 30-odd carry-on films, where 
wearing those thirties this for you, mate? Top, middle, bottom? I'd say middle. In the middle? I'd probably yeah, say yeah. middle as well. Let me ask you a different question. Go on. Because I was talking on Facebook to our dear friend Adam from the Secret History of Hollywood and Outboy Clarence podcast the other day, and this is one of his favourite carry-ons. Oh, hello, Adam. Hello, Adam, yes. And I was I sort of thought, well, do you know what? For me, it's probably one of the best of the black and whites. If you were to split the carry-ons into colour and black and white, now where would you, uh, now where would you put it? Um, carry-on cabbie. Yeah, I'd see the car- cabbie's quite a good one. That's the thing. Cabbie, for me, I think is probably the best. Then Constable, oh, then right. probably this. Okay, so sort of mid-table in the black and white movies for you as well. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd put this quite high, but then I need to revisit you know, the next few, because I haven't seen them for so long. Um, I remember enjoying Cabbie. I used to like spying when I was a kid as well, but I don't yeah. think that holds up so well now, does it, spying, if I remember rightly? No. It was all right. I like Bernard Cribbins in it. Yeah, of course. It's one and of it's the, the first appearance of Barbara Windsor as well, if That's I remember rightly. One. Is it Dr. Crow, isn't it, I think, in Cabbie Yeah, the, the hermaphrodite-looking mm. thing. <laughs> See, that really confused me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on. I think it was one yeah. of the first carry-ons I actually watched was spying, actually. Anyway, we digress. Let's take a short break. We'll be back right after this. And so, we move on to the second in the Carry On series. Carry On Nurse, the first of several in the series that would be set in a hospital, was released on the 29th of March 1959, almost exactly 60 years ago. The movie was written by Norman Hudis and was based on the play called Ring for Catty. It was incredibly successful at the time and was the highest grossing film of 1959. And with an audience of 10.4 million, it had the highest cinema viewing of any of the carry-on films. So successful, in fact, that it played in some US cinemas for three years. Returning for this second outing, we see some faces that are familiar from Carry-On Sergeant. We see some that will continue throughout the series, and some we may never come across again. Returning this time are Kenneth Connor, Kenneth Williams and Charles Hawtrey. There's Norman Rossington, Cyril Chamberlain and Shirley Eaton and not forgetting Bill Owen and Terence Longdon. Making their debut in this series are Joan Sims and June Whitfield, Rosalind Knight, Leslie Phillips and Hattie Jakes. Listen to our review that follows for another debut of a famous carry-on star in this movie, which is probably one of my favourite pieces of carry-on trivia. There is no real story here. The movie plays out as a series of very short incidents as we get to know all of the characters, and as the movie progresses, we witness the interactions between them all. There's evidence here of the beginnings of the risque humour that would set the tone for most of the films that would follow. Hattie Jakes is superb as matron, a role she would play in several more carry-on films. There's the marvellous Joan Hickson, now more commonly known to listeners of this podcast as simply The Hickson. Here, playing the sister. And let's not forget a special guest appearance by Wilfred Hyde White as the colonel. It's a fun entry in the series, and almost certainly the best of the black and white movies. Laugh out loud in places, and even though this would stand alone as a comedy movie in its own right, 
you can just witness the beginnings of where the series would end up. So lie back, make sure the blankets are tucked in, and keep an eye on that vase of daffodils as we bring you Carry On Nurse. serious if it wasn't so jokingly funny <laughs> for here are the smartest set of operators that ever injected lethal laughter intravenously and irresistibly well, what, what happens if anything goes wrong <laughs> we have to amputate your leg <laughs> Careful, you don't fracture those fragile ribs. As you watch these healthy invalids invalidate every rule in the hospital book. Cool, how about a couple of rounds with her, eh? We don't take all. Sex mad fools. Shirley Eaton, the nurse who makes the pulse beat faster. Terence Longdon, a lad in for an appendix, out for love and alas. Kenneth Connor as battling Bernie. Well, I gave him a couple of lefts. Like that, you know, right in the gut. I could have shook hands with his spine straight up. Well, his guard dropped, so I clocked him one dead on the button. That was the end of the bout. <laughs> Broke me hand. Masher Leslie Phillips as the wolf of the ward. Mr. Bell. Ding dong, carry on. <laughs> Masher Susan Stephen, who rings a bell with the patient. Charles Hawtrey, bedded and wedded to his wireless. Below him, fractured and well plastered. Joan Sims, another smasher. Nurse Dawson, are you training for nursing or demolition? Kenneth Williams, student of physics, with guest star Wilfred Hyde White, a proper butter. Well? There's a big annoying lump in my bed. There is. I mean, uh, there is. And battling Bernie's very important visitors, Ginger, his boxing promoter, and punch drunk Norm, his sparring partner. Knocked him cold, he did. Anything wrong? No, very nice, thank you. Getting to the bottom of the trouble, eh? <laughs> There we go, Tony. Carry On Nurse, released in the UK, 23rd of March, 1959. Directed, as always, by Gerald Thomas. Now then, starring in this one, let me do the people that are returning, because there are a few that are returning from Carry On Sergeant. There's not many. Um, famously, obviously, the big ones have got Kenneth Williams is back, Kenneth Connor's back, Hattie Jakes is back, Charles Hawtrey. Okay, so they're going to be sort of the regulars that we're going to see over the next few movies. But also making a second appearance in the second movie, Bill Owen is back in this one. 
Yeah, our beloved Compo. You like Bill Owen, don't you? You're I do. Yeah. He, he, I love Bill Owen. Yeah. I'm so sad when he died. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that long ago either, really, was it? A few years back. But um, God, really? Oh, really? I thought it was about 20-odd years ago now. No, I think he was one of the last ones, apart from... Um, old Cleggy died last year, didn't he, I think? so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that long. I don't think it was that long ago. It might have been. I don't know. No, actually saying that, it probably, probably I'm was. I'm sure it was 2000. <laughs> I'm sure it was 19 years ago, Scott. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to look it up because this is the thing that the guys on the other podcast are saying. I turned 50 about a month ago, and since then, my memory has been shot to pieces. (laughs) The onset of Alzheimer's. It's the onset of old age, mate, basically. You're going to tell me he died in 1983 or something. 12th of July. Yeah. 1999. Shut up. He died 20 20 years ago. Now, I'd have said he died three or four years ago. Well, there you go. That just goes to show, doesn't it? (laughs) <laughs> 27 years is on the last of summer wine yeah yeah he was um, 27 years he was there in the, the beginning wasn't he he was um, one of the original cast members yeah P- Peter Salis and the guy that was in it ain't half hot mum as well wasn't he in the original Michael um, can't think of his name the original anyway also making a second appearance in a carry on movie in the second second film in the series Shirley Eaton is back in this one yes because she was the naffy girl in um, Sergeant Sergeant. Probably best known as the girl that gets covered in the gold paint in Goldfinger. Oh, matron. Oh, And also making a second appearance, Cyril Chamberlain. Cyril Chamberlain has probably made more appearances in the Real Britannia podcast than any other actor. I think this is the sixth movie he's been in. Mm. He's the guy in the bed that goes nutty when he has the wrong medication. Starts dancing about. That's Cyril Chamberlain. He was in... Night to Remember and Hell Drivers. Yes, he was. Everything. He's the one set off the flares because yeah. we had that conversation. Yep, he's in every movie we've reviewed pretty much. How many times have you seen this? Oh, loads. Is it one you it, watch a it's lot? It's safe to say that all the carry-ons have watched them loads. Loads and loads and loads, apart from Emmanuel. Which you, we know you don't like. And there was another later one you don't like, wasn't there? Columbus. Columbus, obviously. obviously I've yeah. never watched either of them. And you won't either until we get and to them. And I won't either. <laughs> and I will probably want. I'll probably see if there was a guest that wants to come on. <laughs> you'll, to you'll dip review out those two. You'll dip out of those two, will you? And I won't even listen to that back. <laughs> I don't gonna, want anything to do with them. You're going to make me watch them just for completion's sake. But do you know yeah. what? I think we should be. There should be two guests. On what, it. Oh, two people we don't particularly like, possibly just to <laughs> just to suffer. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I'll let you work your magic your end, doing, doing your Steve Wright bit. Oh, leave it to me, sir. Leave it to me. But we've got plenty of time before that comes up. We're only yeah, nineteen fifty-nine. At least another twenty years. So that's, that's good. So you watched it last night. When was the last watched time last you? Night. Was when was the last time you saw it before that? Oh, blimey. It's been a while for that one, yeah. actually. I'd, I'd say it's over a year. Oh, but I wouldn't say that's a while, mate. But for me, it's probably five or six. So Yeah, it was definitely over. I couldn't tell you, but it's definitely over a year. Okay. I'm going to start here, sort of going through the plot, because I think this is one of the better written early carry-ons. There is an actual sort of story going on but there's also like a dozen little stories going on here because we get to know each of the patients in the men's ward 
you've got a synopsis there. Let's just have a little brief synopsis of the story before we go into more detail, mate. Setting Haven Hospital, where a certain men's ward is causing more havoc than the whole hospital put together. I think that's safe to say, isn't it? Yep. The formidable matron's debut gives the patients a chill every time she walks past. With only one ricket standing up to her, there's a colonel who is a constant nuisance. A bumbling nurse, a romance between Ted York and Nurse Denton, and Belle, who wants his bunion removed straight away. <laughs> so after drinking alcohol, the men decide to remove the bunion themselves. Well, that's not the main point of the plot, but it's... it's... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? The, the point we've just missed there, right? Go on. I've actually managed to read out a complete summary without mm. f***ing it up once. Well done. That is the first time. Ever. Congratulations. Fantastic. You did swear, though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we was allowed to. Well, yeah, I'll bleep that. I don't know. Are we family friendly? Oh, we f***. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> that's two bleeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, to me this this is almost a. Was that you? Yes, yeah, right. Oh, I'll stop. <laughs> to me, this was almost an exact template for Carry On Doctor. Not necessarily the patients having the same problems or the same scenarios, but the setup is all the same. You know, the the matrons there, the sisters there, the love interest is there, and and it, I think Doctor sort of rehashed this a little bit later on. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, I mean, because this was based on a play originally. Um, I think Patrick Cargill, the famous comedic actor, had the idea, and it was based on a, on a play that he, he sort of drafted and wrote. And this was actually remade as a movie called Twice Around the Daffodils in about 1962. I did read a little bit of trivia on that, but mm. I couldn't expand any more on I it. I have seen it, and it is it is virtually the same. But what we get here, we get... Some characters or some actors that we we won't see again in Carry On films, and as we've just said, we've got characters and actors that will reappear. You know, obviously the Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor, Charles Hawtrey, that sort of thing. It's the debut of your favourite Joan Sims as well. Yeah, her first movie. What what did you think of Joan Sims in this? Because she plays a bit of a bumbling idiot in this one, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, obviously, I love her from Christmas Carol. As we uh, discovered when we did that. <laughs> I'm never going to let you forget that Joan no, exactly. Sims played Scrooge. I thought I'd just get there before someone else does. Stephen will comment on that till the end of time, that Joan Sims played Scrooge. Yeah, not Alistair Sim. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I like Joan Sim. I think she played her role very well. She was um, a student nurse. She plays the fool quite well, doesn't she? She's, she does. Yeah. She um, does. And it was sort of played... I I would sort of say it was quite believable because if it was a student nurse, you'd be um, maybe a bit more clumsy, a yeah. bit more susceptible to piss-taking. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know. it's, it's not the Joan Sims we're used to, though, is it? You know, as, no. as the series develops, she plays Sid James's wife or, you know... Um, well, actually, she does play Sid James's wife on many occasions in the Carry On series, doesn't she? Um, yeah. So... It's good to see she's fairly young in this, so it's a perfect, Very young. yeah, perfect role as you say, to suit her age. What I'm going to do, I'm going to rattle through the plot because I found this marvellous sort of summary of the entire plot that is going to give us a few prompts, mate, to help us along with this. Mm. For, for the first time, we meet 
Terence Longdon, who plays the journalist, Ted York. Yes, now, he's judging the baby contest. Yeah, and he's sort of billed as the heartthrob of this movie, I think. He's the the romantic interest, because back then they needed a romantic interest, didn't they, these movies? Um, so what is he? he's judging a baby contest, and um, what does he say? He has appendicitis, doesn't he? That's it, yeah. It's all quite dramatic to start with, isn't it? It's they, You get the banner, there's people walking by, pushing prams, and then all of a sudden the ambulance comes screaming out of there. Yeah, and we see it rushing towards the hospital. They, the ambulance crew go running in, but leave him in the back of the ambulance. Yeah. And why are they rushing in? To check their bet. To check the horses, <laughs> see if they come in. <laughs> so, straight away, typical carry-on gag. Oh, that's funny, you know, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> And, and of course, he instantly he's he's smitten by Shirley Eaton playing Nurse Denton. So there's the other half of the romantic love interest, you know, the glamour girl, Shirley Eaton. And it's also at this point we get introduced to the Colonel. <laughs> Talking of horses. Yeah. Now the Colonel, Wilfred Hyde White. Now I don't think Wilfred Hyde White appears in any further carry-ons, does he? No, I think that he's his one and only. He's Because he was... Um, a special guest, I think, something oh, like that. That's he how he's billed, isn't he? A special yeah. guest star, Wilfred Hyde White, yeah. And he's in a private room off of the ward and he's getting the orderly, is it Mick, to place his bets for him. Yeah, he's Con- running a book in the hospital. Yeah, constantly buzzing on the buzzers. The nurses are run ragged running after him because every time he hears a noise or something goes on, it's, you know, he's, what's going on? Buzz, 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 you know. And we gradually get introduced to... You know, all the stars of the movie. It's a gradual process. We're given like a couple of minutes with each one as it goes along, you know. So the next person we meet as they're walking through the door is Kenneth Connor. Yeah, who comes in, he's a boxer, and he's um, hurt his hand. Yeah, now see, this is the bit I thought was a bit weird at first. I thought, is this how hospitals were run in the 50s? You know, this guy, I thought he'd just walked in off the street and he'd gone into, you know, what he thought was casualty and he's ended up in a ward. But it appears that he's been in casualty and... There's something wrong with his hand that's quite serious, isn't it? He's got to stay in hospital for another couple of Yeah, he dislocated it or something like that. So they're keeping him, they wouldn't do that nowadays, would they? they? They would have sent him home literally after an hour. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's it, TCP. Yeah, you'll, you'll soon be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we start to meet the staff as well as the patients, and again, we've got somebody here that's been in about four or five movies that we've reviewed. Joan Hickson, again. Joan Hickson, the sister. Yeah. Yes. She's been in loads of stuff that we've reviewed so far. She was in Seven Days to Noon. This is a, this right. is going to be about her third or fourth appearance on Real Britannia. So, you know, for those that are only familiar as Joan Hickson, as Miss Marple, this is a young performance as Joan Hickson. Now, initially, I sort of remembered this movie as Joan Hickson being... The really strict sister, mm. but she's not. It's the matron that's more strict than her. And actually, Joan Hickson actually cares about the staff under her, and she's you know looks out for them and makes sure that they don't get into trouble, make sure they're not harassed by the patients. And and she's not such a bad character as I remember her being. It sort of seems though hospitals are a scary place to be back then. When you see characters like that. <laughs> You wouldn't want to get ill. 
I think we just like matrons inspection. It was like terrifying. I've seen it before loads of times. And you're like, oh my god! It's like something outside a major coming round on parade, isn't it? You know. And I think we said that. How on earth did anybody survive in the fifties after going to a hospital? They're barbaric places. You know. It's just... <laughs> Maybe that's where the NHS is going wrong now. They need to model themselves and carry on nurse. This is what they were saying, wasn't it? That, that they were going to bring back ward sisters and things like that to to get some sort of order into the into the whole system of the hospital. <laughs> yeah, this is the most undisciplined ward. I'm like, oh my Christ. They're in there, they're poorly. They're frightened frightened to death of like the matron though, you know. This. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go through the patients. We've got Charles Hawtree. Charles Hawtree, don't actually know what he's in there for. Um I no. don't think I've ever sussed out what he's actually there for. No, I don't think it's actually mentioned, is it? No, he's not bandaged up, he's not crippled over. <laughs> um he's just sitting there listening to his music. That's all he which, does. Which is hilarious. That's all he does is listen to the radio or you know, pretend to play the piano and yeah. Which is absolutely fantastic when he pretends to play the piano. It's I brilliant. shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did, is it? But it's Charles Hawtrey at the end of the day. You can't help it, can you? That's the thing. Yeah. And you can see why he became a regular. You know, he he plays a very similar character in most of the Carry On films. And quite frighteningly, I think this is the first occasion that we see him dressed up as a woman. Because he does that quite often in the movies as well. And a very, very fetching young nurse, actually, yeah. <laughs> this is not the last time we'll see him in drag, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Williams, he's now, um, yes. a nuclear Williams. student, isn't he? <laughs> now, Nu- nuclear fuel student or something like that. Yeah, a physicist or something, isn't he? And he's studying. And he's, he's a fairly different Kenneth Williams to what the carry-on Kenneth Williams becomes. Yeah. Although he's still got that that air of sort of superiority and a bit grander than the others, it's not as 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 extreme as he becomes in other ones, you know, where he's sort of looking down his nose at people so much. There's a he little bit pretty much it. the same character as he was in Carry On Sergeant. Yes. And also Nothing's really changed. And isn't he almost the same in regardless as well? He's quite educated, isn't he, in regardless and he goes to the yes. agency to get a job because it's the only job he can get. I'm sure it's... And, and for the first few movies, that is the sort of character that Kenneth Williams plays. Quite stern, isn't he? Yeah, but this one, I found him quite enjoyable. I mean, I love... You know I love Kenneth Williams anyway, but in this one, I found his character quite interesting because it also, in a very rare occasion, apart from in the later ones where he's pursued by Hattie Jakes as a matron or whatever, it actually gives him a bit of a romantic interest, which we don't ever see with Kenneth Williams. He was never the romantic lead, that's for sure. Yeah, but in this one, it's it's Jill Ireland now. It's I, his friend's sister. Yeah, isn't it? Who comes in to bring him books? Yeah. Now I don't think Jill Ireland was in Carry On Sergeant. We've seen her in. I think she might have been in Hell Drivers. Jill Ireland was probably more famous. Tony, you, don't, you probably don't know this, mate. But um, about oh I don't know, ten years after this movie was made, she ended up marrying Charles Bronson. She was, oh, okay. she was Charles Bronson's wife until she died of cancer. I'm going to say 20 years ago, but I could be wrong. It could be 40 years ago. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she died quite young, sort of in her 50s. But she was famously married to Charles Bronson. They appeared in quite a few movies together. Stunningly beautiful woman. She's, she's got that 50s beatnik appearance, you know, the short haircut and the beret, and th- you know, which 
was was all the rage in 59, I suppose. But it's great to see a romantic interest for Kenneth Williams in a movie. Doesn't happen very often. No. Who else have we got? Right, we've got some sort of minor characters that I don't think are really named or anything. You've got... I can't remember the actor's name, but he's very snobby, and his wife comes along. And And he keeps telling her not to say that, dear. Don't tell him you work, dear. Yeah, and he's very sort of, you know... He's got, again, delusions of grandeur. You know, he's better than all these people. And and then he finds out that the bloke in the next bed lives in the, the poshest street in town with the biggest house. And he can't believe that he's bought it. And the bloke says, well, no, the council gave it to me because I've got so many kids and all this yeah. <laughs> So instantly the carry-on films are giving this social commentary. They're, they're making fun of of class and and the way you know the welfare state works already at this time so so we we've got the nhs we've got the class system we've got social standing we've got everything in this movie and we're only about 10 minutes into it you know cutting edge for its time cutting edge for its time now ted york who is is the journalist his editor comes along and says right i want you to write a, a piece you know while you're here you might as well make use of your time in the hospital you know Story of the NHS from the inside. Um, nothing is ever really pursued along there, is it? We don't really see that as part of the main story, but he's there quietly observing all that's going on. Um, and what we see is just these little stories and subplots. I mean, the guys are sort of chatting to each other, but they're not really interacting as such, because they're all in separate beds. You know, as soon as they get out of bed, they're told to get back into bed by sister or whatever. You know, what are you doing up? They weren't even allowed to get up and go to the loo. It's incredible. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And we see sort of situations where, isn't there something where Joan Sims has forgotten to sterilise some catheters? That's it. And um, one of the other nurses offers to help and sticks them in a kidney dish on top of the stove. And it's literally in the middle of matrons due to arrive. That's it, and there's the nasty smell, mm. um, which goes through the ward. Yeah, the burning rubber and all that. I mean, it's, it's, it's not particularly funny, but at the time, you know, it's, it's hilarious. It's laugh a minute, you know, but even though I was laughing at some of the stuff that was going on in this movie, mate. As silly things like, oh, um, it, it, visiting time's over, can you press the bell? And she presses and she the fire alarm. Presses the fire alarm. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> but it isn't. That's the thing, you know. It's just—it's certainly of its time. It's certainly 1959. This movie, yeah. And also, don't forget, this was based on a play, so it's all set in one room. You know, if it, if it was a play, it'd all be just one, you know, on, on the stage. So there's no scope for them to go out of that ward too many occasions, but they do at one point. You know, I'm going to introduce you to my favourite piece of trivia. Right. About this movie. Did you know, out of all the carry-on stars that we've mentioned, famous or not so famous, there's one other that makes a cameo appearance in this movie that will go on to appear in at least, I would say, about seven or eight carry-on films. Uh, You won't get it if you don't know. You won't get it if you don't know. What if I told you Bernard Breslau was in this film? Really? Mm. But you can't see him, can you? He's, where was Bernard Breslau? Shall I tell you? Go on. You know the bit... <laughs> you know the bit where Ted York, the uh, the journalist, complains that he hasn't had a bath 
and he wants to have a bath. Mm-hmm. Okay, and sister or matron says, well, that's all right, we'll get Nurse Joan Sims to help you. Make sure you don't fall over, yeah? He's expecting Shirley Eaton to help him, you know, but he gets lumbered with Joan Sims. So he strips off his clothes and he gets in the bath, right? Yeah. There's a scene where you see his legs. They're not his legs, they're Bernard Breslau's. Wow, okay. <laughs> and the only reason that happened, I thought I got to look into this to find out why, because I knew Bernard Breslau's legs were in the film and I thought it was the bit where they're doing the operation on the bunion, I thought it was his feet or something. But it's the bit in the bath, apparently, because the director thought that Terence Longdon's legs were too skinny. Right. So they wanted something that had a bit more meat on it. So Bernard Breslau was just happened to be like one of the actors that was sort of wandering about Elstree or wherever it was. Could we borrow your legs? Could we borrow your legs, Bern? <laughs> Blimey. So okay. I think we're going to include Bernard Breslau as this being his first carry-on appearance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bernard Breslau's legs. What a great bit of trivia, though. Bernard Breslau's legs appeared in this film. Talking of legs, it was when the nurse opens the window. She does something to the window, doesn't she? Yes. Now, and she just, she just climbs up like it's nothing. And I'm thinking, that's I, I a bit sad. I mean, I know, but I'm health thinking, and safety gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you imagine what would happen if she did it these days? She'd be all over social media. She'd be sacked. Well, she's in high heels as well. You know. Yeah, high heels, perfect stockings. <laughs> Everyone's having a good old look up there. See, this is the climbing bit... onto a window ledge. Yeah, sort of like on the bedside cabinet and, yeah, hanging onto the window. This is the bit where I think the sauciness sort of creeps in in the Carry On series because you get Kenneth Connor, who's in the bed next to her while she's doing this, and you get that typical Kenneth Connor, oh, you know, that he, he does in later That's movies, it. you know. And he's like, go on, look at it, to Kenneth Williams. And he's like, oh, yes, whatever, you know, reading his book sort of thing, can't be bothered. And all the other guys are sort of leaning over to try and have a look. And there's a couple of other comments throughout the movie, and you think, yeah, this is edging towards what we think is carry-on material. Well, I suppose at its time, that was very, very saucy. Because you think ten years on from them, it was carry-on camping. And Babs bra coming off. Uh, yeah, and the nudist camp and all that sort of stuff. And the nudist camp, that would have been a whole new level. But yeah, yeah, back for 59. Yeah, it's just how far can we push it? I mean, all right, it was just a pair of legs from the knees down, you know. it wasn't But that's any... not the point, is it? Back yeah. then, that would have been a big old deal. <laughs> that would have been outrage in the times. There'd be gentlemen <laughs> with moustaches. Oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah disgusting from Tunbridge Absolute Wells. Absolute yeah. filth. <laughs> And that nurse is played by a lady called Susan Stephen. And Susan Stephen only made a handful of films, but she was married to the director, Nick Rogue. I don't know if you'll be aware of Nick Rogue. He did The Man Who Fell to Earth, the David Bowie movie, and Walk About with Jenny Agatha and a couple of other films. Um, and she sort of retired pretty much after she got married. Um, and their son, Luke Rogue, appeared in a couple of movies as well. He was in, mm. I think he was the, the boy in Walk About, actually. But yeah, she was she was in a handful of movies. We won't ever see her again in a carry-on film, as far as I know. But then we also get the appearance of one other actor that we haven't mentioned yet. And again, he only appears in a handful of carry-ons. He doesn't appear in as many as people think, and that's Leslie Phillips. Yeah, he's not in many. He's in Constable, I know that much. Yeah. Um, um, cruising? Is he in Cruising? I think he's in Cruising. I can't remember. I'm not getting mixed up with Doctor at Sea. I'm not too sure. 
but he's not in many, is he? People seem to think, oh yeah, carry on, carry on, actor Leslie Phillips, but he was only in a handful compared yeah. to some of the others, wasn't he? I don't think he's in any of the coloured ones. I don't think he is. I think he's only in black and white. Yeah. Carry ons. As we go on, I think we're gonna sort of we're gonna have to sort of like keep a tally of how many he's in. Whether he was in Teacher, definitely in Constable. Yeah, he's definitely in Constable. Wasn't in Cabby. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's probably only three or four, mate. Um, Which is a bit of a shame, really. But then again, at this time, he was appearing in other other comedies, doing his own thing. You know, the Doctor series and stuff like that. But he's great. He's a great character as well, isn't he? Because he's just this sort of... Well, straight away, doesn't he say ding-dong? Yeah, ding-dong. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And he's still going strong as well. In his 90s, I think, now, isn't he? Bless him. You know, he's one of yeah. the very last ones still alive, you know. Yeah, uh, there's not many left now. But he does. That whole thing where people go, oh, it's Leslie Phillips, ding-dong. He actually says it. This might be where it comes from. You know? Yeah, Absolutely fantastic, and he is the cause of of all the hilarity that you mentioned in your synopsis because he's been admitted to hospital. Now, would this happen nowadays? He's been no. admitted to hospital with a bunion. Bunions, yeah. <laughs> nowadays, you could probably go to Tesco's and buy a bunion ointment. You could, yeah, you like know. a corn plaster or something. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. shropodists sh- deal with them, don't they? It's not a it's not a major operation. Deal, is it? No, but back then it'd have been ten days of um, <laughs> bedridden. Yeah, yeah. These are the things that, you know. Like you have a great fondness of watching these movies, and you like looking at the scenery and the backgrounds and the things like this. It's things like this that I like. The attitudes and and you know the fact that nobody has a mobile phone and that they're smoking in the bed. You know, in the in the middle of a hospital, they're smoking in a ward in the bed. Yeah. Incredible stuff, you know, and that's the thing that sort of fascinates me. Um, and the fact that they could listen to their radio and not have to pay for it yeah. in the hospital. Then wow. Again, then again, they'd have only had, like, you know, the home service and the light programme. They wouldn't have had a great deal of choice to listen to, to be honest. You know? No. But, yeah, that, that's quite funny because Charles Autry is, like, giving running commentaries on Mrs Dale's diary and, and things like that and recipes that he's listening to on Woman's Hour. <laughs> It's absolutely fantastic. The more the more you look into this movie, I think the more not only of a classic carry-on it is. It's not a typical carry-on, because we always say that the carry-ons we associate, the golden age, is going to come in a few years' time with the advent of the colour ones, isn't it, I think? You know, when we get to the early sort of doctor ones going up to camping sort of thing, we've, we've always said that. I, I'm not biased, mm. but I think... Carry-ons became carry-ons when Sid James come on board. Perfect answer. I think so. That's when we get that whole classic, what we call carry-on lineup. You know, Bernard yeah. Breslau sort of introduced about then. You know, we're still going to have yeah. Hawtrey, and, and, and they were still sort of finding their for the first few that Sid was in, they were still finding their feet. Yeah, with how far they can go. Yeah, and then once they had got the team together, because there was a lot of chopping and changing, wasn't there for the first few. This is the thing. I don't think, as we've said before, initially this wasn't set up to be a series of movies. Carry On Sergeant was just called Carry On Sergeant because that was a line in the movie. That was a and that's a command and yeah. a command. So, you know, you've got the same producer, you've got the same director. I don't know if Talbot Rothwell actually wrote this. If it's the same script writer, but um, no, I don't think it is. But you've got, you know, as we we said, six or seven of the re- recurring cast. So they go okay. 
well, let's call it Carry On Nurse. And we, you know, and, and this was the most popular movie in 1959, all right? It played in America, I believe, for something like two or three years in cinemas. Wow. They loved it. They That's were giving, quite an achievement, They it? were giving away plastic daffodils at the cinemas in America. <laughs> we'll find out why in a minute for those that haven't seen it. And it's just, it's not just a classic carry-on. It is a classic British comedy of the late 50s because all of the cast are magical in this. You know, when you've got people like Wilfred Hyde-White playing Wilfred Hyde-White, that was him all over, you know. Leslie Phillips couldn't be more Leslie Phillips if he tried. Yeah. And Kenneth Williams, marvellous. Well, I've, I've, you know, favourite of mine anyway is Kenneth Williams and Sid James, as you know. And, and as you said, you've got Joan Sims starting out on her career here, playing the bumbling nurse perfectly. Shirley Eaton playing the glamour, glamour girl perfectly. Each Each member of this cast was perfectly matched and plays each role without fault. It's almost like the whole Carry On series was like an experiment for yep. the writers because they they put people in, take people out, especially at the beginning, and if you if you make the grade, you stay all the way through. So I'm saying I don't think it was ever set out to be like a long... They certainly didn't plan it to be 30-odd movies, I know that. No. And it's just, OK, it's, it's a successful comedy. I mean, what is the next one? Is it Teacher? Oh... I couldn't put you on the spot there, mate. Sorry. No, you're all right. If I go at the bottom of the carry-on nurse one, it'll tell you what the next one is. So, yeah, it's Teacher. It's Teacher is the next one, yeah? Teacher's the next one, 1960. Right. 61 regardless, then 62's Cruising. Okay. So what we're going to get over the next few carry-on episodes is Teacher is obviously, okay, we've done the Army, we've done... The NHS, we're now going to go into the school system with teacher. And if I remember rightly, they bring in Ted Ray, who plays the headmaster. Okay, now, Ted Ray was a massive, massive radio star back in the 50s. And he only lasted one. You know, I think what they've done is brought in somebody who was popular at the time. You know, because Bob Monkhouse was in Sergeant. He was massive at the time, you know. Have we seen Frankie Howard yet? We haven't, have we? No, we he, haven't. He's not going to come in for a little while, is he? I don't think he's in any of the black and whites. But it's about this time, Frankie Howard is sort of becoming one of the major radio and, and sort of burgeoning TV stars. Surprising that like Benny Hill never appeared in any carry-ons, especially yeah, around this time. Um, which is a bit... Yeah, I'd, I'd have thought he'd have gone it. I even, to an extent, I'd have thought Norman Wisdom. Yeah, because you Because he's, he's that style of... Um, of genius, yeah, that you'd want in it. He'd make a brilliant fucking extra in it. He would have done, you know, a certain character doing some certain role. I don't think Margaret Rutherford appears in any of the carry-ons, or Terry Thomas certainly doesn't. No, probably because they were so big. I bet you that's why, because Norman Wisdom charged a fortune. Don't forget how big Norman Wisdom was. Yeah, and, and people that have seen the carry-on stories, they didn't get paid a lot of money. <laughs> Kenneth Williams famously moans in his diary, doesn't he, that he was paid the same rate for carry-on sergeant as he was for carry-on camping. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly, still came back year after year. Still, Yeah, but it didn't stop him ten years later, yeah, still which is the best thing. The... Eleven years later. Well, he was still doing it in bloody Emmanuel as well. <laughs> and and that's the other thing. Like, we will touch on this probably every time we talk about carry-on. Yeah. It's very strange. When it got to... 
cruising, it was colour. Yeah. Cabby and Jack. Jack was colour. Cabby was black and Jack, white. That's it. That's what I was going to go on to say. But then spying back to black and white. Yeah. Could Very been, weird. Could have been a budget thing. You yeah. Know, because if you think about it, Carry On Jack hasn't got that many of the typical Carry On cast in it. You think about it. Only Kenneth Connor, Kenneth Williams... Is Kenneth Williams in it? I don't know. But I know there's not as many of the more famous ones in that. Same with spying, like we said. I mean, Kenneth this Williams. Is your Bernie Cri- yeah, Kenneth Williams is the captain. In Jack. In Karen Jack. So you got Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, and then it's Angela Douglas, isn't it, makes her first appearance in that as well. And and that's another person I'd like to have seen in more of them. It was Bernard Cribbins. And I think Bernard Cribbins would have been brilliant in Carry On Nurse as a patient. Yeah. He would have been absolutely fantastic. I'm quite a fan of Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. God bless him. Still going strong. Still going strong. And he's still on the telly to this day. Yes. He's still working. Yeah. Uh, Winter Davis as well. I'd like to have seen him in a lot more he than was more what he was the actually late, in. more of the later ones, wasn't he, Winter Davis? A couple of the... Um... Carry on behind and ooh. carry on England. England, that was it. Yeah, uh, he, he wasn't in many. I think it's two or three he made it so into. You've got some real favourites, haven't you? And I mean, my ones are the classics. You know, Sid James and Kenneth Williams. But you like some of the more obscure ones, don't you? Like the Joan Sims or the, like you say, the the Windsor Davis and people like that. Yeah, obviously we all like Sid James. We all mm. like Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor, all that. Charles Hawkeye, they're all good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I do like the oddball ones as well. Like say Bernard Cribbins, Joan Sims. They, they, I don't know what it is. They've just got some sort of magic about them. Yeah, which makes me chuckle. Um, Winter Davies, he makes me laugh. It ain't half hot, Mum. He could just walk into a room and not say a thing. <laughs> the twitch and of the moustache. Stitches. The twitch of the moustache, mate. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I. When he passed away recently, I found some absolutely brilliant stuff on the internet that he'd done. Yeah. That had all sort of come to light, because he used to do a lot of instructional videos for oh. the um, for the military. Did he? What, in character? In character. He was in full dress, Sergeant full military Major, uniform. Yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> as a warrant officer. That's exactly how it was. And he was it was spot on. <laughs> so ain't half hot mum but it's an actual instructional video that would have been shown to recruits oh brilliant it's like um, I, I remember one I briefly go into it but it was for the RAF and they just bought out these bomb proof hangers for Harrier jump jets yeah and he's going around talking about the dangers of this that and the other and he's absolutely ripping other regiments apart because <laughs> um, of the camaraderie and that was in the military you know they, they rip each other apart wow and all this has come to light because he's died, and it's absolutely fantastic. I know we're digressing because we're talking about carry on. Well, this is what the podcast is all about, mate. That's absolutely yeah. fine. But yeah, that's that's why I like them sort of characters. They've got their quirks. I know you like your sitcoms. Do you remember one that he was in with Donald Sindon called Never the Twain? Never the Twain. He was an antique dealer. They were antique dealers, weren't they? Wasn't the the daughter of one and the son of the other married or something? Yeah, I was watching the one the other day about the Burling Wall where you were sold a brick for fifty pounds. And when he turns it over, it says London Brick Co. <laughs> underneath it. Um, See, and he manages to sell it for £100. Um, yeah, it, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I wasn't too sure if you was aware of that one, because it's more of a, a later sitcom that 
you know, I know you like more of the seventies stuff, but yeah, oh great, I'm glad you you, you know that one and like it. Do you want a yeah, bit more? Twang, do you yeah. want a bit more trivia, mate, about this movie? I've just found something else out for you. Go for it. Carry on. As we've said, it's the debut of Joan Sims. Mm. She was the longest serving female member of the Carry On team. Guess how many movies she starred in? Um. Oh, do you know what? I can't actually remember one that she's not in. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. After this, she's pretty much in all of them. Shall I tell you how many out of the 30-odd? She's got to be 25. 24. 24. 24. Yeah, wow. So that would have been a bad guess. As I've said before, the, the joke with the daffodil at the end. I'm not really <laughs> going to give it away, but I've put it all over social media this week, so you should have been aware of what the joke with the daffodil is. It was so popular, they were giving it away to the American audiences. It played to American theatres three years after its release. It was that popular. <laughs> It was the most successful carry-on film of all time in America, this one. Wow. Which is not surprising because the humour changes so much that they don't probably get a release in America much after this. Mm. I'd have thought, you know, the the typical British humour would not have got across the pond, I think. I think we got away with this one and this would have been one of the last ones that the Americans probably would have had a cinema release for. This This is hilarious. When the film was released... Wilfred Hyde White's agent threatened to sue on the grounds that the backside used in the daffodil gag belonged to someone else. Right? Oh, right. The action was dropped when it was revealed that the whole thing was done by suggestion and no backside was actually seen. <laughs> he was going to sue because they thought they saw somebody else's arse on screen, but it wasn't. There was no arse at all. <laughs> ah, Bob Monkhouse was offered to play a major role, but passed because he thought the fee being offered was far too low. Wow, he got out. He got out in time. You know, he was going to be a regular then. Bob Monkhouse looked like he was going to carry on, carrying on. Yeah, and, and that surprises me that Carry On Nurse was the most popular one. I thought it'd have been the one with Phil Silvers in it. Um, Follow the that camel. camel. Mm. Yeah, um, Sergeant Bilko. See, that's a strange one. I think that's why why Phil Silvers was brought in to try and appeal to the American audience. Yeah, because it cost them a lot of money to have him in, didn't it? Yeah, and if you if you notice, it isn't actually called Carry On, Follow That Camel. The title. No, it's just Follow, follow That, that camel, camel, wasn't it? There was a couple, and they dropped the don't, Carry On. Don't Lose Your Head is the other one, isn't it, I think? Yeah, well, Don't where, Lose Your Head, Follow That Camel. Well, they try to make it international, I think, and, and not part of a series. This is interesting. We were saying about how saucy this is coming. They actually cut a line because they thought it was too saucy. You ready? Go on. The bit where Bill Owen... Now, Bill Owen has, has broken his leg and he's in one of those things that you only ever see in these old hospital movies where the leg is suspended on weights. Oh, like and... the sling <laughs> thing, yeah. yeah. You never see that in, in modern-day, you know, hospital. No. The joke where the lead weights, you know, fall over and his leg goes flying up in the air and all this. Like, there is a line that says, Nurse, pick up Mr Hickson's balls. Ooh. It was put before ooh, the censors ooh. and they asked it to be cut. <laughs> no. <laughs> Far so, too saucy. And then, when the film became as big or bigger a hit than Carry On Sergeant, Peter Rogers announced that the next four films he would make would be Carry On films. He decided to offer the Carry On team a percentage of the takings as opposed to a fee, but they declined. Years later, whenever anyone complained about the money... He just reminded them of this fact. Oh. So that's why. Kenneth Williams always moaned about that four hundred pound or whatever it was they were you know, they were paid, that flat fee. And yeah. uh, and as this was the most popular carry on film in America, they could have made a lot more. 
Blimey. Interesting, isn't it? I'm, I'm liking the fact that as we're going along, we're only on to the second one, we're learning more and more about the cast, the crew, the stories behind it. See, that, that line that you just mentioned about picking up his balls... Yes. ...because it was too risky... Yes. <laughs> ...that strikes me as very odd, considering what we're about to discuss about the daffodil. Because if don't... anything, I thought that would have been the thing that had been removed. But you don't see anything. It's inferred. No, but yeah, it's, it's what they instigate, isn't it? It's... <laughs> uh... For those that don't know, we will tell you. I mean, it's, it's the famous scene in the movie. And as I say, I plastered it all over Twitter and Facebook this week. It, it, right, everyone. The, the film's from 1959. Yeah. Okay. We're not really spoiling it, are we? It's not coming out a week ago. <laughs> yeah, 60 year old movie. Yeah, I don't it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just, just get over it. We're going to tell you. But basically, what's happened? Wilfred Hyde White has been a pain in the arse, for want of a better phrase, throughout the movie. Constantly badgering the nurses, ringing the buzzer. And, and they decide that enough's enough towards the end of the movie. And they say to him, Colonel, we need to take your temperature. Now, of course, back then, it was done around the back. Yeah, <laughs> under the tongue or up the arse. <laughs> and so you, you see him lying down. And, and what they actually do is they take a, a daffodil from the vase that's by the side of the bed and obviously poke it up his bum. Matron. And make themselves scarce. Make themselves scarce. <laughs> well, they can't even get a camera to take a photo of it. They run into the sluice room and come out of the camera. And as they're coming out of the camera, the matron comes running round. And of course, the colonel's room is the first one on her rounds. And as she walks in, you can't see this. This is 1959. If this was filmed now, you'd actually see it, I think. But obviously, there's Wilfred Hyde White of a daffodil up his bum. And and he and he says, "Come now, matron. Haven't you ever seen a man's temperature being taken like this before?" And she says, "On many occasions, Colonel, but never with a daffodil." And that's the end of the film. <laughs> that, you're you laughing now? Yes. <laughs> it's not that funny, right? <laughs> In this day and age, but I'm chuckling away just thinking about it. It's just it's just the why we didn't mention Hattie Jakes. This is this is Hattie Jakes that we know and love playing the stern matron. Yeah, yeah. yeah she she's sort of quite hot and cold throughout the um, carry on um, sequences, isn't she? Uh, one minute she's playing the loving wife, and she plays and everything. She's playing she? this stern character. Yeah, I mean, she she was really versatile. She managed to play a whole variety of characters. Yeah, you know, Charles Hawtrey always played Charles Hawtrey. But with Patty Jakes, as you say, she was like Sid's wife. She was the Spanish wife to Peter Butterworth in abroad, you know, didn't speak <laughs> yeah. a word of English. And the plug in the blooding hole! <laughs> forgot. So, yeah, and I love Hattie Jakes. She's great. I, I can't wait to get to the next one. Um, yeah, we need to do it sooner rather than later. So let's get a bit ahead of steam on with these carry-ons, mate. And we, as you say, it's teacher will be the next one, yeah. Teacher will be the next carry-on. Okay, looking forward to that. As I say, it's a couple of changes to the cast. Definitely Ted Ray's in it. I know that. Let's leave it at that for this one, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we we don't want to go too much into it because uh, we we need stuff to talk about for the other um, <laughs> twenty-eight or whatever it is. <laughs> But we will find more bits of trivia, I think, as we go on, because 
I bought you this marvellous book, didn't I? Was it for your birthday last year or Christmas? You did. The A to Z of all things carry on. If anybody can get hold of a copy, I, I recommend it. I, I'm sure it's out of print now, but I managed to get you a second-hand one. Um, you did, and it's very, very good, yeah. and it's very much appreciated, and I still have the card. Oh, I got you the Charles Hawtrey birthday card as well. Yeah, Scott went to the trouble <laughs> of um, having a personalised card made. <laughs> Charles Hawtrey on it. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute with when we meet up again, Tony, what we're going to be talking about next time. Fantastic. Okay, Tony, so we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully, we're going to be start seeing a bit more of each other, sir, which yes. is going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it up to you to decide for the next one again. And from what I can sort of gather, you're coming a bit up to date with this one. Yeah, I, I, I don't want uh, everyone to think that we're stuck in the past. Yeah, because it's it's British movies, and British movies yeah. are still being made today. So it's it's probably about time we had something a bit more recent. Yeah, and that's it. We've got no rules apart from it being British. So it could have been released yesterday, and we will review it Definitely. as long as it's British. No problem with that at all. Yeah. Um, so this time round, I'm going for. I can't believe it's 2015. A 2015 film, four years ago, this now, come out. Yeah, I thought this was only. a year before last yeah I, I was shocked a second ago because I went and see this in the cinemas mm-hmm. legend yes now we're not talking the Ridley Scott fantasy movie here we are talking the story of the Cray Twins legend yeah starring yeah, Tom Ronnie Hardy and Reggie. starring Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy yeah are you sure about yeah. that we're not going to say any more on that until <laughs> we get to the actual day. But yes, there is a funny story attached to this film. And Tom Hardy um, and Tony. And I, I nearly, <laughs> nearly lost a couple of friends over this film. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this because it'll be interesting to review a movie that is only like four years old. But I'm still shocked it's four years old. Yeah, as I say, I thought it was summer before last, mate. Yeah, I went to the cinema myself to see this. And it seems like yesterday. I've, it, I haven't watched it since I went to the cinema because I thought, oh, I've only watched it recently. Obviously, I watched it four years ago. It's a subject that's dear to my heart because of the Rainbow Valley podcast that I do, which is the history of the 60s. There will be a craze episode coming up. And I've always had a bit of a fascination with them. I'm one of those guys that like the true crime and the, and the London gangster scene and all that. Lot. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how accurate this version of the story is. It'll be interesting to compare it to The Craze with the Kemp brothers, and it'll be interesting just to sort of judge how Tom Hardy plays two roles as well, I think. Yeah. Looking, <laughs> looking forward to it, mate. So hopefully in a couple of weeks' time we'll see you very soon. Yep. And, and yourself. You Thank take... you for having me back. Yes, I think you've uh, passed, passed <laughs> the audition. You're fine. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> See you soon, mate. See you later. Absolute shah. Positive shah. Bon voyage. 
Good luck. Thank you. British end up, sir.